There is a podcast beyond that which is known to man. It is a discussion as vast as space and as timeless as infinity. It is the middle ground between movies and TV, between gaming and tech, and it lies between a collection of comics and the summit of our knowledge. This is the podcast of our imagination. We call ourselves the Nerdtastic Four. Welcome to the Nerdtastic Four. I'm Rose. I'm Kern. And I'm Desmond. Hey, so it's only three of us this time, but uh, we're going to talk about some cool stuff. Are this we? time, it seems frequently. Yeah, <laughs> it's I mean, or two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're, we're on rotation, okay? Our roster is on rotation. Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> just for just for now, you know. We're, we're day-to-day on some of our players here at the Nerd Testing Forum. <laughs> right. Oh, man, I wish I had known. You know, we, you know what I realized the other day when I was on Dork of All Trades talking about Rocky Horror? Soft pitch there. Um, uh, is that we haven't had anyone on our show. Oh, yeah. Right? Like Not we from the other podcast anyway. guests, but yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, from the, uh, you know, from the Nerd Podcast Mafia. Like, I realized that. I was right. on their show and I was like, man, I've been on here. I've been on Convo Comics twice. I've been on Colt 45. I'm going to be on Colt 45 again. I was like, ah. Uh, I think we should probably find a way to get people on here. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And and it'd be cool if like uh, uh, if we could find time for more of us like to go on their shows too. I think that'd be cool. Yeah, it's you know it's a weird deal because they're kind of just like who watched Rocky Horror and I was live tweeting it, so just that kind of folds in. And then Cold yeah. Forty Five. I'll be honest. I think that was some fanboy service that they gave me because. Uh, even before I was on like YouTube, which translated to me and Chris doing a podcast, which translated to this, uh, I was already like, hey, you guys should do these movies. And I like y'all and you guys are cool. And eventually they were like, why don't you just come on the show? And I put it off and put it off. And then once we had a podcast, there was really no reason not to. Right. But yes, you guys should uh, reach out, see, see what they're doing. If you get in the group chat, which I know you guys read because sometimes you respond. Uh, just right. find out what's going on and say, hey, that sounds cool. I want to do that. No one will kick you out. I, I think it would be cool. But, yeah, we'll get somebody else on here, too. And that way you guys can start meeting them and maybe you work your way in that way. Just stick your foot in the door. Very yeah. cool. Or we can our, channel our somebody mouth. to a battle Stick our mouth royale. in the door is actually. Battle royale. Yeah. <laughs> Fight to the death. Right. That's right. Let's get ready to rumble. <laughs> Rumble for the podcasts. What do we What do we got to start out with? Because I have uh, only one thing. Well, t- technically two things, but none of them are news related. None of them are news related. Well, that sounds interesting. Well, no, I mean they're kind of well. There are TV shows, so I mean it's what we're going to talk about. But I mean it's it's not like news. Like, well, 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 go ahead and drop it. You got to be so secretive over here, man. Well, I mean, the well, okay, so the only thing I wanted to talk briefly on is, um, and, and I know not everybody in our podcast is a fan of the show, is the season premiere of Walking Dead happened um, the other night. Spoilers. And, um, yeah, so spoiler alert ahead if you haven't seen it. And if you haven't <laughs> seen it yet, by the time this podcast comes out, you're probably not really a true fan of The Walking it's Dead. It's already so been can't spoiled, really bro. I, I know what you're going to say. Yeah. I haven't watched the yeah. show since season four. I know what's going on. Right. Um, so going, go, you know, at, at the end of the last season, you know, I basically had it 
picked for the you know because somebody was going to get it you know at the at the end of season six it ends with Negan and if you're familiar with the comic you know who he is um, threatening the group and saying I'm basically going to kill one of you and if I kill one of you that means the rest of you get to live and so I knew it had to be one of two characters being either Abraham or Glenn and uh, because both of them if you read the comic they've uh, kind of outlived their lifespan in relation to the TV show, because by now in the TV show, uh, they've already died in the comic. And uh, so right. it's just like, it's like, it's got to be one of these two guys, you know, hands down. And and I kind of felt it was going to be Abraham because Abraham stepped up, kind of leaned forward and said, you know, basically didn't say anything, just basically kind of eyeballed Negan like, you know, I'll take it. I'm a badass. And um, but then I thought Negan's probably not going to pick him because, you know, if he proves his point and scares the shit out of everybody that if you don't follow me, I'll kill everybody you know and love, he could use Abraham because Abraham's kind of a badass. So then that's when I thought it was going to be Glenn. And then, of course, Abraham gets it. And then anybody that's seen the show, Daryl steps up and does what he does. And then um, you think for a second it's going to be Daryl because you're like, oh, shit. Because Negan said, anybody that interferes, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, you know, have that. I'm going to squash it. And so Daryl gets pissed off and punches him after Abraham already had had the crap beat out of him and is dead. And then, uh, yeah. So you think it's going to be Daryl, and then he spins on Glenn and shocker, and so two people died. So I don't know um, how many people keep up the comic, but I know there's a lot of people upset that Glenn died and Abraham died. And for me, it's just like, dude, I knew I knew it was coming because I read the comics. You knew it was going to be one of them. Yeah, I knew it was. Good. I didn't know it was going to be both of them. You know, I didn't know they were going to be that brazen and, <laughs> and take them yeah. both out. But uh, what's that? You jinxed them. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, but anyway, that's all I wanted to say. It was a it was a very exciting and graphic uh, season premiere for The Walking Dead, um, and uh, pretty cool, man. It made you cringe a lot. Um, yeah, and uh, all kinds of stuff. And there was a lot of there was a lot of mind tricks in it too, because uh, you know uh, uh, Rick in the comic gets his arm cut off, actually Ooh. by the governor, actually by the governor. And of course, the governor's already happened, and Rick still has his arm. Right. So, you're, so you're thinking, okay, well maybe he's never going to get his arm cut off. Well, then all of a sudden there's a spot that happens, and there's an axe that's involved with Negan, and you're like, oh, ne- they're going to make it to where Negan cuts off his arm, and then. There's another part, it drags on a little bit more, and then the next thing you know, he's got Carl involved, and now Rick's being made to cut Carl's arm off, or else he's uh. going to kill the whole group. And now you're thinking, oh, so now Carl's going to have the one with the arm cut off, as opposed to Rick from the comic. And and none of that even happens. It was a huge mind fuck whenever you're sitting there, like, knowing that Rick gets his <laughs> arm cut off in the comic, and it happened, like, a long time ago, you know, in the comic. Like three now seasons just ago. With people. Yeah, yeah. And so now it's just like screwing <laughs> with your freaking head, you know, because I was Jeez. just like, oh, here he comes, here he comes. He's going to get his arm cut off finally. And, you know, no. Not that I want his <laughs> arm to get cut off. It's not like I'm morbid or anything, but I mean, it happens in the comic. So you're kind of expecting it. But so, no, yeah. it was a very kind of like crazy episode. It was very well written. And like I said, it played with your mind because if you read the comic, then it really, and I, they did it intentional. I guarantee they did that intentional for the people that did read the comic just so that it would screw with their head. To mess with them. Yes. Yeah. Anybody that didn't read the comic, they were just probably like, yeah, okay, oh, yeah, probably a little bit scared. But, but like, if you read the comic, you're thinking, oh, yeah, it's going to happen. An arm's getting cut off for sure. <laughs> but anyway. Definitely losing an arm. <laughs> it's all fun and games until people start losing body parts. Yeah. 
So I, I don't really watch The Walking Dead anymore. I watched like the first couple of seasons, but I haven't been following it lately. But I do like like listening to it online and like kind of following what happens after the fact without actually watching it. Kind of watching so, the, the fan feedback and stuff. Yeah, listening to the people who were commenting while they were watching the show, uh-huh. they were just like, oh, God, please, just just end the episode already. Please, just right. just make it stop. And I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> well, um, before, and I can't remember how long ago it was before the, the season premiere started, but, you know, they have the, the, the series that's called The Talking Dead, which um, comes yeah. on after The Walking Dead. Well, they had done uh-huh. a, a season seven like preview pre type talking dead and they were talking about it and they interviewed and I can't remember what the actress's name is, but she plays Carol on the walking dead. And she says in it, you think you're ready for season seven, but you're not, (laughs) you're not ready. (laughs) You're not ready for that first episode. You know, just everything you think is going to, you're not ready for it. And and it was true. It, it was true. Even me reading the comic, thinking, you know, that I've got it figured out. It was just like curveball after curveball, you know, watching that watching that season opener. So, anyway, that's all I wanted to say on that. So I don't want to briefly comment on it. I didn't want to spend a lot of time on it because <laughs> I know not all you guys are huge Walking Dead fans. Shame on you. Uh, but, um, yeah. No, I, I get my Walking Dead news from uh, the last episode of uh, Movie Fights because it had Robert Kirkman on it and the producer. And they they hinted at something happening, but of course they didn't say what because the episode hadn't aired yet. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah. Then right. I found out online. I was like, oh. And the cool thing, the cool thing about, um, I guess, like, on Kirkham's side, is that um, he he was had said previously that he wished he hadn't killed Abraham off the way that he did in the comic, and so this gave him a chance really to kind of rewrite that. And, that's um, cool. and that's what he did. Yeah. And so, huh. um, yeah, so he, you know, he, so Abraham in the, in the TV series does not die the way that he does in the comic. And so, um, and of course those actors, you know, like Abraham that I forgot the character or the actor that plays Abraham, but he knew, I mean, he knew he was on borrowed time, you know, he even was quoted as saying so. And, um, he just didn't know exactly how Kirkham was going to write it, you know, cause Do it, yeah. Yeah, I don't he, know. Cause he I knew just... what was that? Uh, I was like, that dude's died or been arrested in everything I've ever seen him in. So I just kind of assumed. <laughs> right. <laughs> that his time was coming. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think he was actually a villain twice on like uh, CSI. Oh, really? really? Yeah, he played two different guys. Again. I, I don't know. I, I'm pretty sure. I'm not going to say I'm a huge fan, but I used to binge watch it. Right. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah. Yeah, that was pretty intense, I think. Oh, yeah, it was. A lot of people were not ready for that. No. I mean, are you not ready for any? It's. I feel like on that in Game of Thrones, like you have to be ready for anyone to die. You do. Oh yeah. It, I mean, I know it doesn't make it any less, but yeah, everybody's yeah, on the really line. It. It's almost kind of like a an episode of Survivor or whatever, where they vote the people off the island. It's almost like anybody can go. You know, it's like nobody's safe. You know, there's there's no especially. Uh, Especially in Game of Thrones now that we don't know what's happening because we haven't read the books have, you know, gone past, the yeah. show's gone past the books. Right. So even the uh, those of us who knew, like, the Red Wedding was about to happen and who knew, like, all that other stuff, 
we have no idea what's happening now at all. <laughs> right. Uh, it's it's just gotten impossible. And I, I mean, I, you know, I do the audio books on them, Rose, and I felt the same way. I was like, well, this is going to be interesting. Maybe I should watch the show. So I did. I watched like the last like five seasons and I was like, I'll catch up in time. And I, I didn't, but I'm still gonna. So I want to know yeah. what happens. I have to know. I invested way too much right. time into this. So there has been a, a poster floating around and some uh, spoilerific uh, screenshots from the filming that were released. Did you guys hear about that? From no. filming of what? Game of Thrones. Uh, does this involve the the squid in the snow? Because I saw those. Uh, I saw, uh, I saw no. a Greyjoy and a, a snow talking. Okay, so I saw... The ones I saw had... Um, snow and so spoilers if you don't want spoilers but um the uh pictures i saw had john snow and daenerys hanging out yeah i think john snow's about to get around i'm so excited so excited right oh my god i love that show do you watch that show desmond or do you just do the books well i was just doing the books and then the show passed the books, so now i'm doing the show too Okay. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I think that like, I think last season was just great because so many fans got the uh, the uh, vindication of the whole uh, Jon Snow actually being a Targaryen. Yeah, I think it's kind of funny that people just just got that. Yeah, there's so many fans that were like, "Oh, he's totally like somehow in some way a Targaryen." And, like, trying to figure it out and be like, there's no way that his dad cheated on his wife and blah, blah, blah. And so now it's like, yes, we were all right. <laughs> I mean, did, did, I think that anyone that read the books, like, you you knew as soon as you heard the story when, like, it was it Robert Baratheon tells the story about how Ned came back oh, with yeah. him. You were like, come on, you know it's his sister's kid. And you know who the dad is. Like, it, it's over. Yeah. Liliana had, yeah, I was like, it's. It's done. Yeah. There are so many people, though, that were like, no. Uh, and they, were, they, they wouldn't. They're, they're the haters, you know. But now it's like, ha ha. So, right. You know, I, yes. I, it's not. It's one of those things where it's like, oh, I'm more interested to see who comes out alive. Yes. I don't even think there's an on top. I think there's a, a live. Right. Mm-hmm. So I, that, was, that, I was sad that, you know, Hodor went down the way that he did. Oh. But um, that like messed me up. I think more than anything else in that show, right? which is saying a lot. But but, but that then, scene just really messed with me. I know, and and then and then it goes back to where and explains why the only thing that he can say is Hodor, because basically from that point in his life, which you know I'm not for sure what his age was, but I want to assume he was somewhere between twelve and sixteen years old. For that point on, and, and, you know, now he's an adult, looks like he's at least 35 years old or so. So you're talking 20 years, maybe not even, you know, I don't know. But uh, his whole life, all he's been thinking about was holding that freaking door. <laughs> and so it's like, that's, that's what he knew. I mean, I guess that's what he, you know, what his destiny was. You know, yeah. I don't, I don't understand it exactly the way it played out. I don't know if it's in the book that way, but um, I, I don't, I didn't understand that exactly. 
you know. We don't know either. Yeah. Because <laughs> it wasn't. Because that. It, it was significant to an extent, but I mean, I don't know. It just, I don't know. I just kind of felt like if something was instilled in somebody, they were going to play something out like that, that for 20 years, all they're, all they know is this one word, which represents this destiny that's going to happen. You got, you got a visit from I the thought, three-eyed crow, man. That's what happened. Right. Yeah. I figured, I yeah. thought it would have been something a little bit more, but yeah, no, it was, it was okay. I mean. I, that scene, I was sad that that he died, but I didn't like that scene in regard to, um, uh, I guess the reality of like holding back all those, you know, whatever they're called. What are they called? The zombies. I, ice walkers. <laughs> the, the White Walkers. Or White Walkers. White Walkers. Yeah. Yeah. And um, because you know, once once they bust through on him, you know, they should have been able to catch Bran and. You know the other no, stuff. I, like that. I, I anyway. think Brand's the one that comes out on top on all this. Honestly, that's that. He's one of my picks. He's not in my death pool. Like he's not in my. Oh death yeah, pool. yeah, yeah. Him, well, and, him definitely. And Danny, I kind of have a. I don't know. I have a feeling that they're they're not going to die easily. Who's, yeah, I think. Which that, one's Danny? We should do like Daenerys. We should do like a, a de- an actual Deadpool. Yeah, Deadpool to see who w- would win. But on and characters like, on all like specs. across a bunch of shows, not just not just Game of Thrones. That's too. Oh, e- that's just that too easy. Idea. Yeah. Like we get a Marvel, like get totally an MCU do uh, Deadpool going. Well, so who's the Ooh. what's the what's the little girl's name? That's the the assassin now, basically. Aria? Aria. Aria, yeah. See, I think she's going to be at the top yes, of the food really chain before it's all said and done. Oh, she's, she she's turned my, out to be pretty awesome. She's been my favorite from the beginning. And I just I just want her to just want her to win so hard. I do. I, I, I'm I'm excited because her character has grown a lot, you know, from the first episode or the first season to now. And um I'm anxiously awaiting because you know, it's like they're grooming her to where she's just gonna be this total badass assassin and um yeah and like just be able to just like i don't know like just you know create havoc at I th- will i don't and, know i could see her and like uh the mother of dragons having to have a showdown right Ooh. i don't know i mean if it was like straight up fight on fight i don't see how um how the mother of dragons could win. I don't see how Khaleesi would stand a chance one on one. Now if she calls in her dragons, you know, oh, has her Stormborn has yeah. her unit more than one army. Like, she she's 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 deadly, man. I don't underestimate her or nothing. Like mm-mm. I don't think that they'll need to fight, especially if Jon Snow and Daenerys make up or make friends, make nice, maybe make some babies. Um <laughs> Then I think that they'll be fine because Arya like super loves John, right? So I don't know. We'll see. I mean, it'll it'll play out. We'll find out eventually. Uh, I, I said the Deadpool thing, and now I got I got to talk about the Deadpool news. Yes. Yeah, Deadpool news. Uh, Tim Miller is no longer with us. Well, at least not with us in the sense of directing Deadpool two. <laughs> He's, right. he's not dead. No, he, not he wasn't on anyone's <laughs> Deadpool, but sadly, he won't be directing Deadpool too. And uh, you know, he he did really great with the first one, and the the clip that made it. You know, his company made that clip that was leaked. That got leaked. Yeah. So he's been really part of this whole you know Genesis. 
but the reasons that I heard, I don't know if you guys read the article, so I'm just going to gloss it real quick, was that he wanted a bigger budget and he kind of wanted to make this tentpole movie that was a summer action piece that was kind of more developed, I guess, in the sense of it would be more of a comic book hero movie. And Ryan, like the Avengers. Yeah, maybe not as strong as that, but he wanted to make like a Captain America type, you know, like a standalone name deal. And I guess Ryan Reynolds wasn't cool with that. And he just kind of said, no, we want to keep it low budget. We want to do our own thing and we want to keep it how we how we had it. And of course, yeah. the studio said, wait a minute, Ryan Reynolds and everyone else was on board and you only want a third of the budget he was asking for? Sold. Yeah. <laughs> right. And did they have trouble with the cable casting as well? Well, I don't know if they had trouble. I think that it's just when you don't know what direction the movie's taking, how do you know? I mean, if it's not going to be this big action piece, do you need a big action star? Yeah, I guess that's true. Because I don't know. Because did. They were already talking about someone, but I don't know who it was, but Brian Reynolds didn't like it either. Yeah, and I think that's, it, I I, think. to me, that's what's more important in this whole thing is that Brian Reynolds has done a lot of spots as uh, Deadpool for like pitching the movie. Oh yeah, he is Deadpool. And I'm sorry, yeah, that's <laughs> kind of my thing. It's like, I understand, you know, that Tim Miller put his heart and soul in this, but Ryan Reynolds is the money. So right. You kind of got to go with what he feels, and I think if it is like a fifty, another fifty-five million dollar movie or whatever, you got to make it character pieces like they did in this last one, which means he's got to work with the cable. He's got to be feeling it. He's got to have some sort of, you know, relationship there that just where they can play yeah. off each other or rapport. That's what I was looking for. Right. Well, and how much? Um, I mean. You know, I know that Ryan Reynolds was, you know, pushing for Deadpool for the longest. And um, how much influence did he have over, basically, I mean, I know you have the director and the director does his thing. But, I mean, how much, I mean, does anybody know how much influence Reynolds played in the final outcome of everything? I mean, I I mean, counting performance and stuff or not counting performance? No, I'm talking about you know not not talking about just his performance. I'm talking no, that's what about I'm saying. like if you include the performance, I would say that's vi- at least fifty percent Ryan. Like probably outside right. of that, I'm I don't know those jokes. They're all too close to home for him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. And the writing so that's style. That's what I'm wondering. It just, it's classic Ryan Reynolds. Like the, he improvises a lot, so you got to take that into account. And then his own physicality, like, I, I don't So that's know. what I'm wondering. I, I guess that's kind of where I'm getting is that, I mean, how much of a step do you think could actually be missed? It, uh, uh, for me, I think the thing that depends is who they get to replace him. Now, I'd heard through right. the grapevine that the John Wick director was going to come in and do it. There, so was, there was something the I saw online about that. I don't know if that's confirmed. I forgot what his name is, like Andrew something? or They they didn't confirm it. Somebody did. I think like io9 did, and then they came back and said, well, we got a little ahead of ourselves. Apparently, there's other people being considered. But I never saw official confirmation. I know he's on the short list. And honestly, he's probably one of the people that I'd pick. Yeah, which director is it talking about? Because it, it says one of the John Wick directors. Well, there's only one John Wick movie right now, so... But how many directors? Is it talking about just the one. director, or is it possibly talking about the assistant director? No, or? it's the main guy. It's the main dude. I can't remember his name, but it's the main guy. Okay, because all I'm seeing is it just says, you know, because I guess 
the thing that I, I read and I brought it back up just now just to kind of re-verify is I guess it was a bunch of people out there trying to say, let's get Quentin Tarantino to do it. Yeah, that was, like, there, was, there know, was a big push for yeah. Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, yeah, and they were exactly. like, basically, he doesn't direct anything that's not his with the exception of Jackie Brown. And then, so, yeah. they said, yeah. with that being Wrong said, punch. what if we told you one of the directors of John Wick was on the short list? But it, and that's what it says. It says exactly that. One of the directors of John it, Wick. It's the main director. Yeah, I don't know what you're Okay, so, that, see, that's what was confusing. There's only one director. Like, uh, yeah. Quentin Tarantino, yeah, a lot of people were pushing for that, and I had the immediate reaction that Rose just had, like, no, hell no. Uh, no. He's too over like, the top. I love like, Quentin Tarantino, but he is not he is not the right for this job. It's just not him. No, if he had his own like if he had his own, you know, comic book character that he wanted to do or they gave him one, I think it would be cool. I think him coming in now and doing this following the first one, I don't think he's a sequels kind of guy. He has his own flavor. Yeah. It's gonna be a Tarantino movie. And the other thing is I'm not sure his dialogue works with Ryan Reynolds. Right. Yeah, I don't know why people were wanting that. That doesn't make any sense to me at all. <laughs> well, and I think from what what I love about Tarantino is is the style that his films, how how basically it, and I don't know what the proper term is, but um, you know, basically it presents something, and you are confused as hell as to what that means, and then later on, it you know, twist it around and everything's explained, you know, and it kind of jumps around. Like Pulp Fiction, for instance, you know, the way it jumped around, I thought that really tied yeah. in. And, of course, then he came out with Kill Bill, and, I mean, he's done a lot. But, you know, for me, that's kind of like, the you know, his his style, I just don't think, would work for... No. A, not with, no, I don't no, think so either. Yeah. He has a very retro aesthetic. He has a very exactly. noir tone. Yes. He has, it's, I mean, it's a Quentin Tarantino movie, like... He's one of those few directors like Scorsese and stuff where you watch the movie and you know who directed it. Exactly. Like, it's it's going to tell you because he's a real fan of putting his name on there, too. But Yeah. Right, and being in it at some point. But you're going to know that it's his film the moment any blood flies because it's just, he does it the old grindhouse way. It's just. And you're like, oh. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if anything, I'd like to see him take on a horror movie. That's my pick. Like one of those old Hammer style horror movies. I think he'd knock that out, but I don't know. I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not eager to see him take on a superhero right now. No, right. especially not Deadpool. I don't think it fits at all. Nah. There's one other thing, just movie related, which I, I'm sure is going to go quick because I don't think you guys care. Uh, do you know who uh, Ewell Bowl is? No. Um, uh, he did like know. Alone in the Dark, so. Postal, uh, Rampage, Blood Rain. Like he's this he's he's the modern day Ed Wood, a lot of people say. Like he makes these really bad movies. Uh I actually enjoy the shit out of his movies. But what's he makes his name these, again? Ewa Bowl. And so he's this German filmmaker. I think he's German. He might be Austrian or something. But he uh he makes these really bad video game based movies. He's he's definitely a hardcore video game fan. But his movies are awfully I mean, like, they're panned, they're regarded as shit. I I like them. I'm weird. They're one of those bad movies that you have to love. They're so bad they're good. Yeah. And some of them are just good, in my opinion. Like the first Rampage, is utterly amazing to me. Like just the way he did it. It's not unique in any real way, but the way he did it is cool. I don't know. Uh, but he is retired. 
He will no longer be making films, and a lot of people are rejoicing because of this. I am not among them. So I, oh, I, I right. didn't you're want to. You're one of the disappointed yeah, I have ones. Yeah, I'm one of right. the 13 disappointed disciples. I just had, to, I had to mention that. Because the, the only other real news I had is that uh, Muppet Babies is uh, being rebooted. Yeah. What? Muppet Babies. Did you guys ever It's watch? not like a cartoon, though. It's a, it's a like, puppet show, right? Well, I don't know if this one's going to be the old one. You know, it's cartoons, of course. Right, it was yes. cartoon, yeah. Uh, I don't know. That and Tiny Toon Adventures were my two like childish yes. shows that were like. But I guess Muppet Babies is going to be something. Which you know, I told my wife this, and I got in trouble. This is the best argument yet that anyone has had for me having children. Is that I can make them watch Muppet Babies, and it's a new one that I get to enjoy <laughs> with them. I'm like, I have a reason to watch yes. Muppet Babies. I'm a kid, so <laughs> something tells me you'll watch it anyway. Dude, I'm gonna. Yeah. I mean, it's Muppet Babies. It's something I love. I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't not watch it. Baby. Yeah. I mean, it's Muppet Babies. Did you watch Muppet Babies, Rose? I mean, you're 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 the yes, age. I yeah. did. I loved Muppet Babies. It was so good. Ugh. Like I can yeah, still I It's always like on that. Song. It's always in those videos that are like, remember these theme songs from when you were in the nineties yeah, or whatever, the and it's Muppet like, Babies. and then it pops up. And I'm like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I can't lie. I love that show. It's so good. Oh, Rose, what do you have for us? That's it. Oh, uh, let's see. Well, I did go see, last night I got to see the live riff tracks of Carnival of Souls. What, what is Carnival of Souls? So, for those that don't know, Carnival like of Souls is this old, like, 1960s movie about nothing. Like, it's literally this woman... Uh, it was with some friends. Her car, their car goes over a um, over a bridge, crashes. She comes out. They're like, "Oh no, she's an organ player." So she goes to another town in Utah to play organ at this church. And there's this weird pavilion out in like. Wait a minute. Distance. So the car wreck had nothing to do with nothing. They were just like, "We should wreck a car." Oh no, it does because okay. turns out. At the end of the movie, spoilers, because it's totally not, well, whatever, it's not worth watching because it's boring. Um, but So she was dead the whole time, despite uh, the fact so another, that she was... another Sixth Sense type thing. You, you, despite fa- you the found fact that Shyamalan's source material. <laughs> despite the fact that she was interacting with everybody during, like, during the whole movie. So apparently all of these people can see ghosts because she was a ghost. So it, the the movie has like terrible pacing, nothing happens. The actor is like a robot, and but with having the riff tracks guys there and and joking about it the whole time, it was beautiful. No, wait a minute, it was the actual riff tracks guys, or was it a riff track played in a theater? No, it was the riff tracks guys. Well, it was okay. So it was a live from the theater, I think, in Los Angeles where they were doing it actual live oh okay. but it was broadcast okay. live uh-huh. to uh so, the theater here so i got a question um so she goes to this other place to play the organ did she actually play the organ yeah and so did anybody terrible. hear it did, was everybody listening yes. and enjoying the organ they music? were jamming dude they were jamming so yeah you should the first time it, she starts she's playing a ghost. it they're all like they're all like oh she's so good she's so good at this music i feel so great and like this one lady she had like 
So she's she's basically like a full blown full time apparition that everybody can see, but she's not really an apparition. Yes. But because did she shake anybody's hand or anything when she was talking yeah, to she him? Like, she has physical contact with people so, throughout the movie. So it was like the so it's not even like she's a ghost. There was no setup. Yeah, there's no reason for it to be that. Like, but she's not even really a ghost dead. at that point. Yeah, she's like really a person walking around. Either that, or it's just a whole dream, and then she freaking wakes up and she's dead. Like that makes yeah, a lot of sense. Patrick I know, Swayze but be pissed as shit. He spent like a whole movie learning how just to move a tin can. <laughs> right? How to freaking move a can? <laughs> this bitch can just die and play the fucking organ. Right. She, she goes up to Patrick Swayze and she's like, "Get good." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> wow. Oh, well, so, and yeah, what was the name of that movie again? So I can make sure I don't watch it. Yeah, Carnival of Souls. Carnival I pay attention. Paying okay. attention here because I'm like that. That can never come on my queue. Right. I'm never gonna watch that shit. An organ player who's secretly a it's ghost. <laughs> she's not even a ghost. If she's touching people, she's a ghost. Kern, she's dead at the end. No, she can't be a ghost, man. If she's touching people, ghosts like you can put your hand through them and stuff like that. I mean, people were like. Shaking her hand and hugging That's her. That's not true. Poltergeist move chairs and shit. Yeah, but you couldn't touch the poltergeist. You don't know. You don't see the poltergeist. Yeah. Maybe not. <laughs> Maybe the poltergeist decided it There's wanted no to do There's no reason to analyze this. It's just I don't a know. bad I, movie. Well, in American Horror Story, they get to punch the ghost. Spoiler alert. So Yeah, in American Horror Story, the, new the one. ghosts get to, like, you can see and feel them. Yeah, so, I don't know. Whatever. The guy had sex with one Whatever. of them. Whatever. So I, I guess, care. care. I don't care. <laughs> I'm, I'm angry about this. She can play the organ. I watched the whole movie, my entire. <laughs> let's be real, okay? I I am a skeptic at heart. Uh, Kern, you you know do some ghost hunting. I am a skeptic at heart. One of my favorite things, given my uh, film and photography background, is to debunk things online that are bullshit, like uh, right. telepathy and telekinesis, and of course these videos and UFOs. And I'm telepathetic. Ghost and all this stuff. So <laughs> I I just get really pissed off because I'm like, I don't believe in them. But my entire theory, uh, if they exist, it's based on the movie Ghost. Yeah, okay. So the fact that she can play the <laughs> organ is bullshit. 100%. Pisses you pseudo off. <laughs> bullshit. Yeah, pseudoscient. Woo. No. Can't take no. that. Not allowed. No. Fake, right? She wasn't a ghost. I agree, Kurt. No. She died at the end. Somebody killed her at the end. Uh, yeah. And stuffed her back into the car that fell over the bridge. <sighs> it took them like, so it took them like a week or three weeks to pull that uh, car out of the river. This show's pissing me off, and I haven't even seen it. Yeah, right. Just thinking. The more and more and more Desmond talks about it and brings it into reality, and I'm thinking about it, too. Reality. The reality of Ghost with Patrick Swayze and Demi Moore. That's the reality. Right. (laughs) We all know that's a factual documentary. Let's move on from this. No, I'm good and pissed off, so I'll move on to another topic uh, (laughs) I'm still good and pissed off about. Um, So Microsoft and Apple had events this week. And they both released new things. And Apple released a new MacBook Pro. I say mm-hmm. it like that because they added the touch bar at the top. And that's bullshit. There's so many things wrong with their whole lineup right now that I was really hoping for some innovation. The iPhone's been stale. The iPad's bullshit because, let me tell you, the iPad Pro runs iOS. <laughs> it can run OS X. Why doesn't it run OS X? 
It makes no sense. They try to pitch it to professionals, and yet, you know, the pro, the Surface Pro, the Surface Book are out there whooping their ass, and they were like, you know what we should do? Not have any of that functionality. Let's not do that. And then Microsoft came along and said, you know what? Uh, we're going to do this Surface Studio, which is a Surface desktop. So now they've gone and kicked the IMAX ass because you, you, you've you got a product that was already beating you on every other platform now coming into your main home. No, no one that does like art and production, myself included, is going to stay with Mac. And I love Mac. I've loved Macs forever. But nope, it's over. I'm sorry. They're just their innovation's dead. You're, you're done. You're breaking up. Yeah. <laughs> it's over. I'm, so, I'm, I'm, so, so I'm pissed because I've supported so Apple. So there's going to be a Mac. They'll, they'll, so for you, Desmond, it's going to be a Mac ghost that you can physically touch still yeah. if you choose to. And play play the organ maybe on it. I don't know if it'll play the organ. I haven't looked into GarageBand ever. I don't do music production. But <laughs> but, the Mac, it, but the Mac is dead. Well, I mean, it, to me it's dead because... I I have a Surface Pro 2 that they gave me at work, and we buy Surface uh, books, and they're amazing. And the fact that the iPad Pro came out, and that's what I was hoping for, and it's just a giant-ass iPad is stupid. Right. And then they come out with this. The the MacBook Pro has needed a refresh for at least four years, but honestly longer than that. Like, I have a 2011. I upgraded it so it still works fine. But the problem is there's no reason for me to buy this one. And that's not what I want. Like, the thing with Mac that I always liked over PC was the fact that you had a flagship device. I went and I bought the newest one. I picked it up. I installed it. Everything ran. Everything was good. Everything performed the best on this. With PC, you don't get that. Like, I have an Alienware laptop or whatever, right? And I have a custom-built PC. There's shit I still can't run because my computer's too good for it. Or I need to reconfigure it a different way. I don't have that with Macs. If it runs on the OS, it runs. And right. so I'm just really upset that like they're taking a giant step back now because while they're still not a flagship device, they're getting closer and closer. And now that Microsoft steps up and is building hardware and getting back into home computers, it's over. Like they can't catch up at this yeah. point, in my view. Sorry, I'm just really pissed off because I've been defending. They need to get their, need to get their shit together. I've been defi- I've been defending Apple against like Chris and other people, like for ten years. And then they they just they just shit it all over me this time because I was like, now, now this is it. Nothing. They're gonna come out. They're gonna drop a bomb. I'll be like, all y'all, this is good. This is what was gonna happen. I knew they could do it. And they came out and they were like, it's a little touch bar on the top. I'm like, why is the screen not touch? Why are we still not? Why why does it not have like 3D printed? Why does it have the dongles? Why why do you keep killing ports? Stop! Like it's it's just it's it. They just get prettier and thinner and smaller, and no one cares. Because I'll be honest, if you've ever seen a Surface Book Pro, or Surface Book, sorry, they don't they're not call pros, they are what, 20 times more gorgeous than a Mac. It just Yeah, I've got a Surface Damn. Pro 3, so I like the Surface Pro. Right, but compare that to, to an iPad. And then people are like, oh, they're for different things. Yeah, except for mine's actually useful when I set it down and want to do work beyond browse Reddit. Right. <laughs> anyway. Or take some pictures and... Go on I'm Facebook. so sorry, Desmond. No, it's not. It's, hey, it's okay. Apparently, I'll be buying a Surface Studio in the next uh, 10 years. So, You should take the next so couple of days off work. Uh, you know what, Rose? Uh, you have another news thing, I think. I hope. You shared it with us, and uh, it was awesome. And maybe it'll calm me oh, down yeah. to hear you guys talk about that. The executive order thing? Yeah. Yeah. So, like, 
Obama made an executive order on the 13th of October that uh, is to prepare the nation for space weather events. I was like, what? So I like, was reading through it, and it's supposed to set up, like, uh, just in case we have, like, a huge, like, magnetic storm or whatever from the solar waves from the sun. And because, uh, and, like, stuff like that can, if we have a big solar storm, it can have the, it has a chance of, like, knocking power grids out. Because it's just really super intense. So he has this whole big, um, like, system in place of what to do and preparedness and all that just in case something gets knocked out. Especially something big, like either a big power line, a big power grid that's like powers a big city, or something like really important and dangerous, like national defense type stuff. So I thought that was really cool that we're, you know looking into that and making sure that that's something we're keeping an eye out for because i have heard stuff recently within the past couple of years that we might have some big solar storms one year or and we have the chance of having bad stuff happen so i'm glad that they're like actually looking into it i thought it was really cool very cool yeah that's what kern's got very cool i i think it's awesome too rose i was very excited to see it actually come out because like the like you were mentioning, solar solar storms happen in cycles usually about ten years or so. I think off the top of my head here, I I haven't read about this in a while. But anyway, they cause these waves and they're electro you know, they have electromagnetic uh, magnetic radiation. And that's what interferes yeah. with like our deals. Like when we went into Iraq, I think the first time back in the nineties, like one of the ways we knocked out their pyro grid was exactly almost like this. We use these little carbon tubes and uh, graphite and knock out their power grid by shortening it out. Technically, that's what the solar flare would do, but without graphite, it would use uh, bands of radiation to knock out our infrastructure. So it's really cool that we do actually have something in place. The sad thing is that, as far as I know, our electrical infrastructure is still shit. So, yeah, I'm like, I don't know that so it could even. It's not protected against solar waves or anything. No, like I that. don't think it's it's any kind of even like ground EMPs or pulses like that. Or uh, there's the grounds. Uh, you can create like the same kind of electromagnets on smaller scale, like the, the the radiation stuff happens like during earthquakes. That's weird, but it, huh. it happens on like small scale from geological sources. So it's weird. That's it neat. can affect things like uh, gravity and stuff like that too. So it's just it, it's funny, but with regards to the power grid on this order, I thought it was awesome. I also really hope that yeah. Bruce Willis is the one that gets to, like read it to the public. Because Armageddon, <laughs> yes. Armageddon right. is mine. <laughs> right. I didn't read anything about asteroids in it, but you know. No. Well, now are they talking? Now you're saying they're talking about using this also as like a weapon defense system. No, it's more like if the solar waves happen to knock out any of the like uh, national defense systems, like if oh, it knocks okay. out the power to like the computers that run NORAD the missiles or whatever. Or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I thought that was kind of cool. It was. I would like to see it. Good job, Obama. Be prepared. I would like to see it more inclusive for like uh, space debris because I think that Chinese space station is uh, falling. So, like, things have landed in Australia before. And of course, when the space shuttle happened here, it it blew up over Texas. You know, uh, that kind of stuff. That's not space weather, but that's it. But also comets, unseen asteroids, because things can hide. Uh, from us we can't always detect things until they're super close i think we had one pass like within 
a couple million miles of us a year or two ago, and we didn't know about it until right about the time it would have hit us. Right. Well, Obama had to do something because he shot down that whole Death Star petition. Yeah. uh, (laughs) So he he needed to do something to make up for that. So, And he did. You know, he's protecting us from the sun, which is technically a pretty good uh, Death Star replica, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and uh, I voted I'm, on that. By the way, I, I signed I'm, that petition for the Death Star. I am I'm googling because I wanted to know uh, the solar cycle for magnetic activity is 11 years, so that's what happens. Oh, yeah, and it causes ejections of solar material and solar radiation, and the number of sunspots, flares, and other kind of uh, manifestations, according to Wikipedia. Sorry. Nice. But it is. I know it's Good been incredibly know. weak. We're kind of dumb. Well, we're kind of dumb because it's kind of like El Nino and shit. Like, uh, we're behind. We're due, which isn't statistically accurate. But it's been like, I think, the last 75 years or so, we haven't had as much activity. So people are like, what's going on with the sun? I think it's going to kill us. Probably. Probably. I mean, well, that's actually (laughs) how we're probably, the earth will end, is the sun will explode. The sun will go supernova. the sun will explode and kill us. Or it'll yeah, just go be dark. One kill of these us. Either way, the sun. Yeah, how much warning? How much warning do we get on that? Like uh, a none, couple billion none? years. No, a couple billion. Years. Yeah, we get a we'll get a lot of time on that because it'll start expanding first. Yeah, I mean, I think, well, you raise a point. I guess, Kurt, there is a chance you said instantaneous. Like you could have a cascade reaction. <laughs> I'm not a nuclear physicist, so I don't know how accurate that is. But I do know that I read somewhere that the sun could go into cascade. So yeah. Ooh, exciting. Yeah, I don't know how exciting it is, but... Well, we just need to, li- like, get some space travel going. Yeah, I mean, if we can right? get to Mars, at least, that gives us a little bit more, right? Gives us a little bit of distance. a little longer. And supposedly there's like, water Star on Trek planet up somewhere. Here. Well, they've, they've, they've worked on, like, you know, theories on warp drives and stuff like that, and basically creating a warp field, which is like a warp bubble. And they're, I'd have to bring back up the article. They're that testing I, I something read on it. next year, right? Well, the thing is, is I, I'm not for sure, but the article that I, I was reading, um, by the time they got all of the testing and, and everything into like practical, now, now I'm talking about actually being able to, you know, build build a vessel and and actually test it physically in space. You know, we're like. You know, I don't know. I'm estimating like 70 years away from that, you know, potential of actually happening. Now, I don't know what they're about to test, but what I was reading was basically creating a warp field around the uh, the vessel that allows it to travel uh, at basically warp speed. You know, yeah. For, you know, so, um, but that's, I read that article like probably two or so years ago, something like that. But yeah. um, but it, it talks about creating that field. And so the, the ship has to be designed so that, you know, nothing outside that field, that field has, that's where the problem is, is, is them being able to make the field big enough. Because right. technically um, anything that's not in the field basically gets cut off. And so um, I can't remember the specifics of it, but it was a very interesting uh, article on it. So, I know they are trying to go towards that, you know. So it's not just space travel. We've we've achieved space travel in a manner of speaking, um, just not to the extent of what we would need to uh, 
you know, save the species of our planet. Yeah, I mean, you can, yeah, you can do it. Uh, I think that JPL tried it with like, oh, God damn it, the dude's name is like impossible. It's like Albuquerque was it Albuquerque. Uh, anyway, there's a there there is a dry. It, it deals with like uh, general relativity and like the speed of light and Einstein's stuff for fields. Right. Anyway, you're yeah. right, Kern. You can't because you can't technically travel faster than the speed of light. You you know that's the rule, of course. So the idea is to right. bend yeah. it, and so you form this bubble that allows you to stay. You stay in one spot; everything else moves around you, kind of, which we see in tons of sci-fi. So that that's basically what they're going to try to do. Um, right. Like Futurama, <laughs> it's like the how Planet Express ship works is that it. Uh, the spaceship is actually staying still, and it's moving the space around it. Well, I did not oh. know that, but yes, that would be uh, yeah. <laughs> that would be. I've, I've seen Futurama, but I guess I haven't seen that that part of it. I'm not an avid. It's uh, the it's the episode where it introduces Cubert, the uh, okay. clone of the professor. But yeah, I was I thought that's funny that like of all the sci-fi. The one I could think of that they actually say that in is Futurama. Well, that uh-huh. that would not surprise me because Futurama science is pretty on point. Yeah. So, yay! So, a drunk robot with an attitude is pretty on point. Yeah, I mean, let's no, be honest. <laughs> the day the Microsoft <laughs> Twitter bot uh, became, you know, a violent racist neocon after. That's true. So. <laughs> And look at how much exploding those phones did. Yeah, so right. I think Bender, they're probably powered by alcohol. We can safely say that. Could, could be. With some sort of uh, reasonable certainty. And uh, she was a violent, you know, yelling racist, so that's cool. Wow. Yeah. Any, anyway, I think that's I think that's news for me. Kern, you said you had two yeah. things. Did you have another thing? Uh, the only thing that I was hoping to talk about and I think we've all seen the entire series was Luke Cage. Oh, well, we should we should mention that because last last episode when you weren't here, we all promised that this would be what we we talked about and now after an, about an hour it's going to happen. So spoilers. Yay. Tons of goddamn spoilers. All the spoilers. Right. You must be prepared. So so, so everyone's Luke, seen Luke Cage. We you know uh you yes. know obviously it's from the comic and everything. And if you watched um, uh, Jessica Jones, you met Luke Cage. We got to see Luke Cage, you know, in Jessica Jones. Uh, more towards the the end of the series, it got you know pretty hot and steamy and stuff. And so then he get he gets his own series on Netflix, which is awesome. And it was it was awesome. I liked it. Yeah, I guess that, that's yeah. where we start with like uh, general opinions of it overall. Um, I thought it was a good series. I really liked it. Um, I liked Luke Cage. Um, you know, I, I liked his character in Jessica Jones. I liked that he, you know, being able to see more of him in uh, his own series, which it takes place. Um, if you watch Jessica Jones and you saw the end of Jessica Jones, you know what happens uh, to him in his bar. So Luke Cage starts off, I think it's somewhere around three to five months later or something. Uh after that, and uh, I thought it was really good. Probably. I mean, yeah, it's yeah not I thought it. Yeah, I thought it was a really good, um, really good show. I mean, I like I like his character. I like how um, the setting is and how raw it is. 
And uh, I don't know. I mean, I thought it was good. Yeah. Rose? Yeah, so um, I, I really enjoyed it. I think it started off a little slow for me. Um, I wasn't super excited about the the villain for a while just because I wanted a little bit more, I guess, out of the villain. Which villain? Like, I'm, I'm used to um, Cottonmouth. Okay. Yeah, the first okay. villain. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's, cause you know, you got Fisk in Daredevil, who's like super, he's like one of the best villains I've ever seen. And then you've got Kilgrave in Jessica Jones. That's just like really intense, super creepy. And just like one of the, the creepiest villains I've probably ever seen. And then Cottonmouth was like, eh, he's a, Probably well, just a mid-level, thug. mid-level yeah. uh, thug boss of this uh, weird little empire he has going on here. And I was like, okay, I'm not super impressed by him, but let's see how this goes. And uh, it started to pick up um, a little bit towards episode 7 or 8, I believe, is when, spoilers, when they just murder him. So it's really funny because I was actually talking to my roommate about it and she's like, oh, what do you think? And I was like, well, the villain's all right. The show itself is great, but the villain is like kind of, eh, we'll see how it goes. And then like the next episode was the one where he died. And I was like, oh my God, Maddie, they just killed the villain. (laughs) So it was really funny. I was just talking about it and then it happened. But um, I don't know. I I was really hoping for, so the, his, his cousin like murders him and I was really hoping to see her just completely snap from the trying to be upstanding trying to be uh the political you know the the legal one in the family basically and trying to shake off her mother who was this uh underhanded uh crime boss of her neighborhood basically and I was really hoping to see her just completely snap and turn into that, turn into everything that she hated, everything she was trying to get away from. But that didn't really happen either. So I was like, okay. And then Diamondback shows up and it's like, okay, here's a, here's, here's a pretty intense villain. So I guess the show overall is great. I loved Luke Cage. I loved all of the other characters. The villains themselves were, were fine as characters. And my only complaint, I guess, was that they were just a little bit wishy-washy, I felt, on the villains themselves. I, I agree a little bit on the on the villains. I mean, but I knew I knew the I knew the villain uh, hierarchy was yet to be seen. You know, with Cottonmouth, because the minute right. Shades comes in and Shades is working for Diamondback and Shades is basically telling Cottonmouth what needs to be done, you know, Cottonmouth isn't the main guy. You know, he's right. you know he's that, that level. This other guy. So you know, there's going to be some introduction at some point later on who the big bad technically is going to be in that relationship. And so I knew I knew yeah. that was coming. So it wasn't a big surprise whenever he finally did show up, and everybody was like, "Oh, you know, he was kind of a wicked guy and everything like that." But yeah. Desmond. Oh, um, I loved it. I personally, maybe it's not better than Daredevil season one, but um. It's probably the, I don't know, it's probably my favorite. And I love Daredevil, but we, we've had yeah. a really good run now. Jessica Jones, I, I, I'm i not a fan of, so I don't, 
I mean, I get it. It's good. People like it. Whatever. Not for me. Not my cup of tea. Uh, right. I'm more excited because I'm also like a huge, I'm a huge Iron Fist fan, and that's what's coming next. So I'm I'm all giddy yeah. about it. I thought this was really great entry. Um, I do agree that the villains were weak, but I disagree on which ones. I did not like Diamondback at all. Okay. I just thought he was a waste of space. We'll get into yeah, it. Yeah, in we'll the end, down. he ended up a little too. Yeah. It got you know we'll what it went it, it, it went from Netflix to CW real quick. Right. And that that that's what bothered yes, me. Yes, that's it. a perfect way to put it. And that's what bothered me about like the <laughs> way they exactly wrapped it. That's exactly like the right way to put it. I uh because see the thing is I'm I'm excited for Defenders which is coming and there's apparently only eight episodes by the way news bit there, but uh, oh I I'm interested to see all of them happen because it also means the Punisher is going to be there and Daredevil Punisher, uh, Iron Fist Doctor Strange and Wolverine are probably like part of my top ten. And so I'm going to get all of those like relatively fast here. I I don't think I could be upset with this given the nature, like the environment plays some for me, but I think overall it's just a standalone show. It's very good. The one other thing that I would critique though, is it's definitely made to be binged. There's no way right. that this show yes. goes episode by episode, week to week or bi-weekly you know, or whatever. Can't you're exactly happen. right. Desmond, in um, because there was the one part when um, uh, and if we can go go a little bit into depth, what you're talking about, sure, when they uh took you know Luke's all busted up, they they developed these uh bullets that can kill him, so he's all busted up, and um, I forgot the nurse's name, but she takes him to the scientist, the doctor that basically created Luke Cage, even though it was an accident, and so they put him in that acid bath or whatever it is, and then that episode ends. With, you know, him flatlining, and I remember thinking exactly kind of what you just said in in a, in a in a way. I remember thinking like, if that's a sucky ass cliffhanger, if this was a TV series, because there's no way he dies. You know, there's no way yeah. Luke Cage gets his own spinoff episode and you kill him halfway through the season. You know, that's not going to happen. Right. I thought that was a shitty cliffhanger. I was just like, really? You're going to cliffhang on that? You know, even and, and then, of course, you hit play on the next one, you know, after it's over, you know, 30 seconds later, and you see that he doesn't die. But I was just like thinking that to myself. If that was a series week by week, that would have been the shittiest cliffhanger ever because there would have been – I would have not been believing at all that he was going to die at all. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I think overall in that – that regard the one thing that i i do have to give it like maybe why i overlooked that is the um the ground that it covered because time wise it didn't cover a lot but they managed to cover a lot of like area and story and background and everything backstory now yeah. i do have to admit that goddamn beard was ridiculous like oh <laughs> man he and was pretty hair? he almost looked like um kimbo slice or something yeah, like yeah. that he did <laughs> I, I don't know i just i did like that they brought that in because uh you guys remember when we went to yc3 yes yeah uh and we had the trivia contest and one of the trivia questions that i had in there was what is luke cage's real name so i was happy that they brought it in oh, with, oh yeah with, with, with carl lucas but they, they overplayed the shit out of that like is he luke cage or carl lucas can we let's let's leave that alone 
Right. I got kind of tired of people just calling him Carl. I'm like, is he going to go by that name now? Is that what we're doing? Right. Carl. But uh, character for character, let's do it that way, maybe. And then we'll, we'll, after we get the characters out of the way, we'll go through the season and like bit by bit, like as it progresses, and just talk about what we liked about each bit, what could have been different stuff. Okay. You guys think that's okay or? Yeah, sure. Yeah, that sounds great. All right. So um, Luke Cage, Mike Colton. I think that was his name. I hope that was his name. I just threw that out like it was. <laughs> Rose, I thought yeah. Luke Cage himself was perfect. I thought his his character he had his character down, even when you you go back and see his like beginnings in the the prison in the background and everything. All of the I I just thought that he he was perfect. I don't think they could have picked a better actor to play him. Um, and he, I don't know, he does come off a little bit as one-dimensional, but I think that you do get to see some of his, like, sweeter side every now and then still. Like, you got to see some of that in uh, Jessica Jones, where he was, you know, trying to be really nice to her at the beginning and trying to say, you know, you're, you're, not, you're not shit, and trying to be encouraging. And you see some of that still in Luke Cage whenever he's dealing with, like, some of the younger kids and... Uh, and the uh, and and pops and all that. So I thought he was great. I think that there's nothing wrong with Luke Cage himself, and that they need to keep going the same way they're going with him. All right, Kern, what did you think? Uh, I I agree a lot with what Rose said. I thought the actor was great. I think he's a beast, man. I mean, I think the guy's yeah. built perfect for the role. You know, um, I think the character himself is, I guess. For me, I liked him a lot because he, you know, Rose said a little bit of it, you know, with the softer side. He kind of had the whole range, you know, in there. You know, I thought he was kind of super cool, too, you know, because there were some parts. He had a little bit of romance in there and kind of played that smooth, smooth cat, you know, kind of attitude. And um, and then, of course, when he's got a beast out and get mean, you know, he was able to turn that on. And so I I did. I liked the I liked the character and uh, and. For that reason, obviously, I like the show. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I don't know what else I can say about it that Rose didn't already say. But, yeah, I, I really um, really dug him as, a, well, as an could, actor and a character. Let me think. If I had any, like, negative things to say about Luke Cage himself, it'd be that he's, like, a little too powerful. So, and that might just be a character thing. Like, that doesn't necessarily have to do anything with the show. It's just that he would go in a lot and he would you know, fight people, but, and the action scenes were always pretty interesting, but when it's just him fighting a bunch of guys, you're like, oh, well, there's no peril here. There's nothing to worry about. We don't have to worry about him getting hurt or dying up until the end of the season where they came out with the fancy bullets. Yeah, so right. anytime there's a fight scene, I'm like, okay, here comes Luke Cage where he doesn't or unless get you hurt put at a, all. Because put a shotgun point blank to his head. Right. No, I yeah. mean, I think that. So that would be my only. I think when the building collapsed, there was a little bit of worry. I mean, like, because you don't know exactly what his power limits are. Right. Yeah. Yeah, because the whole like building the, did fall the, on him. The bazooka and stuff. Like, yeah. there's, there's some, there's some stuff. Now, I, I personally, I, I didn't talk about it early, but the, the bullets, I thought the bullets were the biggest piece of bullshit in the whole story. <laughs> yeah. It's like right. they did exactly what you're talking about. They had the Superman problem where they were like, well. We made a man that's indestructible. So now we have to give him his weakness. But instead of just giving him a minor weakness that somebody super smart or super evil can employ, we, we just sell it in bullet form to anybody that's got money. What? 
Yeah. That that uh, I didn't I didn't enjoy that part, but I thought that Michael he dude was not my first pick. Like when when I saw him in Jessica Jones, I was like, I don't know about this dude, and he acted well enough, and I thought, yeah, maybe. And then they said he's getting his own series, and I was like, wow, I really don't know if I like this guy. But then I came out of it, and I was like, I don't know what I was thinking. There could never be anybody else in my mind that could that could play him, except for maybe like young Lawrence Fishburne, like Furious Styles, Boys in the Hood, Lawrence Fishburne, maybe. But that's it. Right. No one else. No one else comes near. So I, I agree. I think they did an excellent job, and they've done an excellent job on casting every one of these shows on Netflix. Yeah. Um. Who? Let me see. Who else was on there? I just. Oh, the cops. Which is Misty Knight and uh, what was it, Raphael, whatever, Scarface. Um, what did you think of those guys? Let's see. Misty, I thought, was a really interesting character. I was hoping there would be a little bit more between her and Luke Cage. Not necessarily romantically, but uh, just in the story, period. Because um, I kind of feel like the, the nurse chick came in and kind of replaced her about halfway through and i was right. like okay well this is fine but uh, i was nurse. kind of interesting interested in this like dynamic between the two of them um so but i did like the character herself i thought she was really interesting there's a couple times where i didn't understand her motivation for things like she's she seems to always trust that luke cage is not the bad guy but then she goes there to the place to arrest him because he mur- they, they say that he murdered Carl. I was just now. thinking exactly that. I thought she flip-flopped a little bit too much in there. Well, I think she was still a cop. That's what that's the way I read it. Like she didn't right. think it was true, but, but she but had to she job. knows his she had to do But her once job. she knew Luke's abilities and knew you know got the whole rundown, I even even after that she kind of flip-flopped back and forth a couple of times, you know. Yeah, but well, I mean, knowing I his abilities doesn't mean that he's not, I mean, doesn't change the fact that she's a cop. I think that it's kind of like the Batman dynamic. You know what I mean? Batman could just kill his enemies, but he believes right. in justice. And I think Misty Knight's the same way. Right. Like Now, later on, her character changes a little bit. Um, not in the series, because I'm talking about in the comics and stuff, like Heroes for Hire. She has a little bit more of a gray area. Um, you know, I, I guess it really just depends. But I thought in the show... That she was really, really good at like balancing him because he was going to work outside the law because he was a criminal. He believed in justice, but he couldn't play by those rules. And she, yeah. you know, believed in it and had to play by the rules. So there was always a little bit of tension, and I liked it because it wasn't attention like were they going to fight or anything. It was attention like how are they going to come together on this? I yeah. thought that was kind of ingenious to have. Although, uh, Kern, there's also a thing you were talking about earlier where you were wondering when Rick was going to get his arm cut off. Um, right. I don't know if you guys know this, but in the comics, Misty Knight has a cybernetic arm that Tony Stark builds for. Uh, so when she got shot and when they had the super bullets, I thought when he got shot in the park, I thought she was going to jump in front and take that bullet and lose her arm. And then it didn't. Oh. And then she got shot in the arm in that shootout and they tied that tourniquet and I thought she was going to lose her arm and she didn't. So now I'm wondering no, so if she already has the uh, yeah. arm. They're toying with you. Yeah. That's no, it was exactly oh, she, that like, moment. lost like, it a long time ago. So every time that it happens, I'm like, did she lose the arm? 
or is she going to lose the arm? So I have that's the one thing that I haven't gotten an answer to is like Misty well, Knight needs thanks, some cybernetic. Thanks arm. for adding that level of anxiety well, see, to me now. So now like I'm going to every time I see yeah. her get hit in the arm, I'm be like, she's going to lose her arm. I haven't watched it's, the comic, but I know because Desmond told me. But it's the same me. thing like you said with Rick. Like if you don't know, it never factored into your mind, right? Yeah. Right. Well, because I know, exactly. like. Whenever right, there's a shootout, exactly. whenever the, they have these bullets that can explode and like fizzle, I thought, well, she catches one of those in the arm and then it blows up. That's how she was. And then she got shot and they tied that tourniquet. They were like, no, it's fine. I was like, are you serious? Like, come on, lose the goddamn arm. <laughs> right. Uh, but like, come on, her man. partner, um, did anyone else instantly know that that dude was oh. crooked just because uh, oh, yeah. the dude that was pra- playing him... Uh, I Frank Whaley is like always the bad guy. So I thought he might be possibly a little bit crooked. I did not realize how crooked he was actually until he straight up murders that kid. I was like, holy, jeez. No, I just saw him. Yeah, I figured figured he was shady. Yeah, I figured he was shady, but I, I didn't think that he was like in that deep to where you know, so when he put, what was it a bag or was it, a, oh, it was his tie. That's what his it was. Tie. He takes his tie off and, and chokes that kid uh, and kills him. Yeah. So like, um, I didn't realize how bad actually you know, until he did that. Yeah. This show has a really good, does a really good job. And I think most of the Netflix shows that they've done so far, that this one in particular does a really good job of um, showing you that this is a bad person, but then, going back after you know that it's a bad person and showing you all these other things about them that make you feel bad for them. And the cop was, the dirty cop was the perfect example. So you find out he's crooked, you find out he's sleazy, you start hating him, you start being like, ugh, this guy, he's got him all fooled and everything. And then you start learning, like, about his son that died because of his negligence and how he's probably got a lot of problems. And then you learn all this stuff about like how much he helped out the the good cop whenever she was on the for whenever they were together as partners. And you start being like, man, I'm supposed to not like this guy, but now I just feel bad for him. <laughs> it sucks, but it's really right. good. It's really good storytelling. Well, and even when even when he died, you know, and even um, I forgot what her name is, her his partner, but um, and she knew he was dirty, you know, because she, you know, figured it all out and she was, you know, going to take him in and all that kind of stuff. But then, um, uh, at the end, you know, she basically, I don't think, I think she just saw him for trying, to, like you said, trying to do, you know, even though he was doing bad i think he was trying you know i don't know how i'm trying to explain that but i don't think when he died she felt like she was losing it was no big deal to her she was losing a dirty cop you know i felt like she was like losing that friend and that partner even though you know she knew what he had done you know and it was very sad for her and everything i mean i think i think the guy acted it perfectly i think the problem for me was the casting like i've never seen that guy play anything but (laughs) a bad guy but a bad guy I think he was in the X Files, right. and he was like a cult member. And I'm like, yeah, it, 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 it's just never been the good guy in anything. So the moment he was a cop, I'm like, oh, he's a sleazy cop, shit. <laughs> so I, yeah, that kind of ruined it, like, but not in a bad way because he acted it real well. So I was interested, but it's kind of like when you, you know, when you watch a, any kind of show like CSI or procedural cop show. And it's like all the cast, and then like Alan Alda's on there, and you're like, oh fuck, Alan Alda's the bad guy. 
Like, you know instantly right. when you hear the, like, like Jimmy Some Smith. Some big name character. Like, guest star that's... Jimmy Smith. And you're like, Jimmy Smith is a bad guy? Like, that's 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 how it works. And that's how this guy works yeah. for me. I, like, saw his face and I was like, oh, well. Which is good because I think a lot of the villains anyway were pretty clear cut. I mean, you did, I don't think there were any villains where I was like, oh, no, he's a villain. Uh you know, you know who I thought was a villain or was gonna be a villain and didn't was Bobby Fish, the chess dude that ended up helping. Oh him yeah, after Pop died. Oh yeah, I thought yeah. he was gonna I end up being be, some. Yeah. I thought he was gonna end up being Diamondback or somebody like that. I yeah. thought he was the big boss. Well, and I don't know though. I mean, because the the way the way he kind of made himself come across there towards the end of the season is like and i'm i know in the area that they grew up you know they all grew up there in harlem uh that he's got connections but you know he has some connections somehow some way so i i'm not gonna say he's totally clean but uh i don't know i mean i, th- I think he's got some connections well i mean he does episode pop I mean, and we haven't well, talked sure. about Pop, but Pop was, I thought he was one of my favorite characters. Like, he felt like he was that dude. Like, we yeah. were just watching him. Oh, yeah. Like, he owned that shop. He cut hair there every day. That was what he did. He helped kids. Had a swear jar. Right. <laughs> he was a very, like, fully developed character. Oh, yeah. For such and a short, he was like. really good. Such right. a short time period to be on there in the whole run of things. And, like, he wasn't a big role but he did have a big presence and i feel like that was probably because he was just super well developed and incredibly active right yes um who i will actually go out and say the opposite of that for me was shades one they named the dude shades right because he wore sunglasses like one time well he wore pretty yeah. frequent but yeah i i like that guy as an actor but how is everyone else a snake and you over here like yeah, gonna call me Cobra. Uh, I got this. I'm the Rattler. Hey, Shades. What? No, come come on, guys. I'm Viper. No, yeah, Shades. I, I think he was he was one of the characters that ended up being the biggest disap- one of the biggest disappointments, I guess, because I wanted him to be. I guess I expected him to be more than he was. Yeah. Like maybe even thought he might be, like actually Diamondback just screwing with this guy the whole time. Yeah. And I don't know. I wanted him to be something more. And then he shows up in the prison with Luke Cage. And I'm like, oh, he's probably just some thug, I guess. And that was literally what he turned out to be was some thug that they hired a named actor for. And then uh, gave him roles being like, instead of having a multitude of thugs, they just all condensed into him. Well, he was basically just the go-between. Um, I mean, and the thing was is that when he first came on, you're thinking that he's going to be actually have some stroke, you know. Yeah. And then when Diamondback shows up, he's got no freaking stroke. No, yeah, I mean, no like, he, this is what I'm saying. He was just, Diamondback freaking puts him in his place like right off the fucking bat, you know. But so did like, Cottonmouth. Bam. That's what I'm confused about. Like Cottonmouth was like, "Shut your bitch ass up," and he was like, "Oh, okay, I yeah." Uh, Diamondback won't be happy, and he just looked at him and he was like, "I'm gonna go put my shades on." You should call me. Like, yeah, right. And then, like, yeah, but I mean, I felt he had a little bit more stroke with Cottonmouth <laughs> just because he was technically there as a representative of Diamondback. Yeah, technically but, there, but, but I don't think Cottonmouth really gave a shit yeah. about what the fuck yeah. Diamondback thought. Well, I, anyway. I don't know. I just couldn't. 
I might be the only one on the planet that thinks this, but I the the way his character was and the way he was trying to like do this double play, and you know with the with the the cousin, yeah, of of Cottonmouth and all that, and the way it's not working out for him, just reminded me of his character from the Sons of Anarchy when he tried to do the double play. And it didn't work out on him. And then the freaking shitstorm came down on him. And then he wound up getting killed. I mean, I, mean, I, I don't know. know. Mariah... I, I couldn't get past past the similarities in the in the character as far as the way he acted and the way he was trying to do this double play and it wasn't working out, you know, between the two, him, two him shows Mariah, that I've seen him on. Their, their interaction led me to think that they were going to, like, power up together, you know, like, form a power team. And they were going to be the force to be reckoned with. And then that just all turned to like, oh no, right. she did some Donald Trump type shit, and now she's got to answer to the news. What about yeah. the emails, Mariah? What about them? Like, were you caught up in this? And it's like half of it's a political deal where she's just like, no, nah, I didn't do any of that. I didn't do any of that. I'm not that person. This is all lies. And it's like no one cares about that. I, I mean, I get it that it plays to her character, but her character wasn't that damn important to begin with. Right. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, if Shades was the second most disappointing, Mariah was the most disappointing. Because she, like, straight up murders Cottonmouth. And I'm like, yes, she's going to become this this crazy villain who's just like her mother, if not worse. I, and it's going to be awesome. While I agree with you on and, that she doesn't deliver, I just want to take a second and say, did you not love that, that episode, though, where it told the story of when they were kids and him wanting to play on the yes. piano and her supporting him and oh, him, yeah. him being forced into that life and her being sheltered and her getting what he wanted and him getting what she wanted and then her being the cause of his downfall and then he confronts her about it and she loses it and proves him proves it's right that she was never cut out for it in the first place. Like that yeah. that just that blew me away. I thought that episode was one of the best written things I've ever seen on TV. Right. But you're right, it Rose. Was I'm a sorry. Great I'm, I'm saying that you're exactly right. It sucks that 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 was so powerful. That was so strong. That gave both of them such big characters. And then they killed him, which is fine because that heightened episode. it. That even took it to a peak. <laughs> uh huh. And then they were like, and then she'll um, get some bad press. And I was like, no. Yeah, that's the thing. No, what? It, like, made it go up to that peak, and it was like, yes, this is going to be amazing. And the next episode, it was like, just kidding, we're going to back off. Instead of powering through it and, like, just going full force at that Yeah, she should have just owned it. Was like, supposed to become, it was, it was not that at all. They backed off, and it was super weak. And, I mean, she and tried really <laughs> with, with Shades, but they were trying to, like, make these political moves and figure out how to keep a reputation and, and it still seems that they're gonna that that that's where her character is still wanting to go is still with that political. Well, it is, it is, but she you know, now she's crossed and, that line, and that's what I'm right. saying about the, what heightened it was that she crossed that line, and she never had to cross that line. That was that was Cotton Mouse's whole thing. The only reason he was doing what he was doing was so she didn't have to cross that line, and he never wanted right. to cross it either. But she was the one that needed it to be crossed. He did it for her. And then when he confronts her and says, you made me kill him because you wanted him to touch you. Spoiler, right? That's, right. Yeah. That's, that's what liked got me. It. And then she crossed the line. But then I think she realized the error of her ways. But it was too late. It was something you could never take back. And that's what yeah. made it so strong. And then they wimped out and went with, 
but she's still going to try and keep that life together. And I'm like, no, she should have had a lot more struggle. Like, I watch Empire. Andre has, like, bipolar disorder after his wife gets killed. He has a struggle. This is nothing. I'm completely upset with the way that was handled. Uh, Because we, we got a new villain. I think, Rose, I know you were saying more, but I think it all leads up to to Diamondback showing up, right? Yeah. That they, they, she right. was weak, and they, they copped out, and they they brought in Diamondback. So you guys go ahead and run down uh, who Diamondback is, or what he was in the story, at least, because he's, he's a character from the books. But uh, Well, it's uh, Luke Cage's half-brother, we find out, and he is crazy with a capital K. <laughs> and he's so, got it in for uh, Carl Lucas slash Luke Cage. In a big way. His brother, his his half-brother, who he's insanely jealous of because his father, yeah. I guess, never gave him any true recognition because he, has he was daddy a bastard, issues. technically. Very big daddy yeah, issues. Yeah, so very big daddy issues. Super crazy town. Um, overall, I think that I, I can't tell if I liked the character or not. I, I usually like characters that are a little bit off their rockers, but I feel like he was a little too much. Yeah, so yeah, like by the end of it, I was like, how did you manage to like become the boss of a, of a like, right? drug and gun empire? You're way too like mentally unstable to be able to handle something like that. Right. There were, you like. would not have anybody working for you at this point because you would have killed them all already. Yeah. Or they would have been like, this guy is a little too much even for us. That, or they would have killed him, yeah. Didn't you feel like his only focus was Luke Cage? So it's like, wait a minute, what have you been doing all this other time that you yeah. became this right. Like, I don't understand. Like, what were you going to do? Take down Luke Cage, average cop before? I don't understand. Well... Yeah, I don't know. Well, I guess he thought he was dead for a while. Yeah, probably. that's what I'm thinking. I guess well, it was yeah, no, when I he realized, it, yeah. It just... You're right, Rose. He was. I, I mean, I think casting here maybe was a deal for me. He, you, you know, the dude that played the Candyman. Um, the dude that no. played in the Rock. Like, I don't like that soft shit. You know, well, Rocket Man because it is you, and he shoots him. Like Nicholas Nicholas Cage hits him with the rocket. Anyway, he looked like that dude. Uh, what movie is this? The Rock <laughs> with Sean Connery. Michael oh, I haven't Bain. seen that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. On Alcatraz, that yeah. Is the most incredible movie <laughs> of all time. Next oh yeah, to the Highlander. Um, so anyway, he reminded me of that dude so much, and I couldn't shake that. That was one thing, and that's I know that's just me. But you're right. Like the character, it's bad enough when I saw uh, Raphael, and I was like, "Oh, you're the bad guy." They didn't even try with this dude. You were like, "Oh, this is the crazy nut dude. This this dude's insane. He ain't got nothing going on yep. in his head." And then they just played it up from there. And I was like, why are we? And he was that cartoony level of villain. Like where. Yeah, right. he was like. Especially towards the end of, of the series. Oh, the end. Like, okay. It, the yeah. end fight at, in the streets was fine. Came so freaking corny. But every the, the, the theater scene, like, it should have been over there. And there were so many times where he's like, I've got you now, Carl. Come on, Carl. And I'm like, oh, what are you doing? Like, you're not even mentally unstable. You go back and forth between. Absolutely crazy and ultimately retarded. Right. <laughs> there is something wrong with your head. Yeah, and it wasn't like a good way either. It seemed more like shit writing. Like, nope, this scene needs to go on a little longer. We're not ready to do this right now. And it made me wonder. That's like this is why I, I just like Diamondback. So it made me wonder about the whole series because I was like, 
I feel like you rushed it and either should have kill, killed Cottonmouth earlier or later. Well, and that goes yeah. that goes back into the the writing and the director because there was some things that happened in there that I just shook my head at like, really? You know, why are you letting why why is that even happening that way? You know, so you know, and it, and it, things with Luke Cage and stuff like that. So, so for me, I don't put that so much on the char- character because it is the character, but I also put that a lot on the people that were writing no, and directing I, it. No, I, I get you. The director yeah. was wrong for letting that performance out the door. Like that, right, that was a seed. Like that, the actor, God, God love him, but the dude was not of the caliber of the rest of the cast at all. Yeah, I would probably agree with that. He 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 should have been. He's like a Smallville villain. <laughs> I didn't know about if that. If I could do a how it should have ended, yeah, I would have been like Diamondback is the red herring that we all think is going to be the villain, and the politician woman is actually going to be the one that does the full on crazy villain thing, and that's how I think it should have gone. If I could have picked something, that's the way I would have had it go. I think so, too, because the character that I that we haven't mentioned yet, and it was a character to me, was Harlem. I felt like Harlem was a part of the show more than Hell's Kitchen right. or generic New oh, York yeah. in Jessica Jones. Like, it was definitely, the from the community to the atmosphere to the, the history, everything was there. And I mean, I'm not from right. there, so I don't know. But to me, looking at it, I felt like I learned more about Harlem just watching the show. Not about Luke Cage's Harlem, yeah. but regular Harlem. Right. And I think you're yeah. right, Rose. If she had gone insane and they'd had that fight in the street, it'd been him and her. And the thing was the people supporting her, but then her coming like crazy clean and not caring and just having to get it off her chest and not caring. And him being like, I defeated you because you, you gave up yourself. You turned on everything you love. Not saying that, but that, that just a look that says all that at the end is just like... Yeah, because in the end, yeah. what we got was, uh, what's the it's the end of uh, Tommy Gunn, the end of Rocky Four, where they're like fighting in the streets. Right. And get up. It's not over till they're it's gonna over. They're going to wear him down. He's going to wear him Luke down. Cage. Yeah, you know, and it was like, this is such what's a What's he doing? He's wearing a power suit. Like, <sighs> also, the power suit looked like it was something off of the CW yet again. <laughs> like, I couldn't get over it that. It did. Like, yeah. How it bad was, was bad. the quality of the, the thing? Like, that and Luke Cage's beard, like, from prison i'm like y'all just ran out of budget somewhere because you decided to keep rosario dawson around for like 12 extra episodes yeah i agree <laughs> that the suit was bad no that, that i think that kind of killed it to me because if it had looked more industrial even the bad uh crossbone suit from uh civil war even if it had been that level i think i would have been like yeah. all right no he looks formidable but the fact was, he did not. He looked like he cooked that up in his basement. It was supposed to be, I think, Justin Hammer made but, it. And it but, was, yeah, it was how just, did he just, get it? That's what I'm concerned about. You know, this guy doesn't... So, who is this guy? Because, like, all of a sudden, he's got access to freaking high-grade freaking ballistics. My, that my, can, actual, my actual thought you know, is that he went crazy when he learned Luke Cage came back out, when he learned about Luke Cage. And he was probably working for Hammer. I think he was a normal okay. guy. I know that that's what called. I'm trying to figure out is how he has access to all this stuff or the, at least the knowledge to put it together. I think he was I think he worked there and I think Diamondback was his name but I think he was leaking weapons onto the street. This is this is my this is my plot for the, this universe's version of him. In my head this is my head can. He works for Justin Hammer. Justin Hammer's a slime bag. He's a piece of shit shrunk. Uh Sam Rockwell plays him wonderfully. Uh 
and he worked for him, didn't care, let him do this. He was selling this shit on the side because Hammer does that himself. And uh, when he learned that Carl Lucas was back in town or alive or whatever, he snapped and decided to go after him himself. So instead of just making money from selling his tech, he started using his tech. I'm going to go with that headcanon as well because that makes way more sense than him being a crazy person running the mafia. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, like, he's a crime right. boss, but he doesn't seem to be much interested in crime. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say that that makes more sense, that he was decently normal in the head and then just totally lost it when he found out that Luke Cage was still alive. Yeah. That's my, that's my that's my that's my story. I'm sure it's wrong, but I don't care. It's my head cannon, and it works better than what they showed me because I hate that character. That makes more sense than what they showed. Yeah. I'm gonna put it that way. Because Alter's like, story how... is great. Yeah, there was just a few yeah. things in there that you know on the writing that I didn't I didn't care for. Like you know one of in one of the scenes, you know when um, they're trying to uh, get. The, the bad cop, you know, we're talking about the, I forgot what his, his name yeah. was, but um, Ralphie. Uh, the, the, yeah, Ralphie, uh, they're trying to get him safe so they can save his life. And they're driving that, that van, that delivery van, they're in the delivery van. Oh and, yeah, Claire's um, mom's van, gotcha. Right, yeah. And, you know, Luke Cage is like trying to haul ass away from these guys, right? And in my head, I'm thinking, he could just stop the van, get out walk up to them while they're shooting the shit out of him, bust them up real quick, takes 30 seconds, get back in the freaking van and drive away. You know, I mean, there's really logically no reason for him to be freaking running. And, and, And then, you know, they get cornered and then he basically does that anyway. He freaking lets them slam into him, you know. And um, so I didn't understand that. And then there was another part that, when he was busted up, when he had those those ballistic rounds go into him, um, and he's just walking down the middle of the street. You know, he's trying to be in hiding so that nobody, so the cops, because he knows the cops are after him, doesn't want to be caught, and he's walking down the middle of the street, as obvious as anything. You know, not, not on the sidewalk or anything, and that's when the cops come up to him. There, so there was a few things in there that I just didn't really care for about why they why they did it that way, they just made it way too simple. You know? Yeah, and I think that was because of the ground they had to cover. I had the same kind of problems with Jessica Jones a lot. Like, the woman can run up walls, but she can't ever catch anyone on the street. Right. Yeah. I think that, that a lot of superhero stories have troubles with that. Like, having these people who are super overpowered and then finding, like, scenarios where they don't always come up on top versus people who are normal people who don't have superpowers. So it ends up making us go, but she threw a guy like 10 feet the other day with like her pinky, but she can't fight these three guys who have tasers. Like what is happening? (laughs) No, it happens. And I, I, I think, um, I'm going to run through the story real quick of the season so that people are like, okay, they, they've, they've praised it. They've talked shit on it. So is it worth watching? They said, yes. Why? So, oh, yes. We, we yes, it's worth with, watching. Uh, said Luke Cage from Jessica Jones. He is now working as a sweep in a barbershop for his father-in-law and also bartending at the club of the original villain Cottonmouth. And uh, we get a little backstory. We get a little introduction to all the characters. And I thought that was really well handled. I, I, 
You Rose, you said it was slow? Uh, no, I thought that uh, it took me a little while to get interested, super interested in the story. So I guess in terms that was slow for me, but um, I don't think that the pacing of the show itself was slow. Okay, I was, I was just checking because you mentioned it. So we meet Pops and we meet Bobby Fish and we meet the kids and, you know, the kids are little hood rats. So they, they're doing hood rat things. And uh, we meet Cottonmouth, of course, is involved with it because he's the crime boss of the area. We meet Shades, who works for this uh, Diamondback fellow that'll come in later. And we meet Mariah, who's his cousin, who's like a city councilwoman, I think. And so that right. plays out. And, of course, you know, things yeah. go south in this drug deal with the kids from the barbershop. So Pops gets involved to try and settle it. And uh, he ends up getting killed, which brings out Luke Cage. And that starts an all-out war because... Obviously, when you get your ass beat by a man who's indestructible, you have a hard time killing him and it starts bringing it down. So then the gang decides they're going to start striking out against the people that are supporting him in Harlem to force him to face him and give himself up. And then we get a little backstory where he's been in prison with Shades, uh, Theo Rossi's character. And then, uh, like Rose was talking about earlier... Cottonmouth dies, and his death isn't really warranted, but it does work in the story. It's kind of a weird thing where it comes out of left field, but it works. Right. Yeah. It was like, whoa. Yeah, I don't think Did not expect that to just happen. No one expected it to happen, but it was really well done. So it was was one of those twists like The Walking Dead has where it's really great. Um, So after that, we get a little bit of interplay where we think that they're going to come together. Luke Cage, in the meanwhile, has been shot by these uh, adamantium kryptonite bullets. And they explode inside <laughs> of him. They can pierce his skin, so he gets wounded. He has to go find the doctor that originally made him into what he is with their super soldier experiments in prison. And, uh, yeah, he goes there with Claire, night nurse. Misty Knight's a cop. She's following this case. So that's how she gets involved. Her partner's dirty. And so... Finally, we get to the real confrontation, which is Luke Cage comes back to town, all healed up. Bullet didn't kill him, and he has to fight his half-brother, who is the crime lord, Diamondback. And they pretty much have a bunch of random fights in the streets, in movie theaters, uh, in the street again, in the park, and some other places. Other people get hurt, get involved, and it pretty much ends up being a one-on-one Again, for some reason, they have multiple one-on-one fights, but for some reason, the last one is the last one. Because um, in that one, (laughs) his brother has an advantage of having this power suit that he's wearing, kind of like Whiplash from uh, Iron Man 2. He he bought it, I think, from the same place that the guy from Kick-Ass bought his suit from. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It actually does look like it's made (laughs) by Whiplash. Like, when you said, I was like, yes, it does. It's got that same quality of craftsmanship. As an angry Russian in his basement. Which makes sense because it's it, it's probably based on that because Whiplash worked for Justin Hammer. The technology was stolen from Hammer. So there you go. Ah. This might have been based on mm-hmm. Whiplash's original build. Uh, it doesn't have the whips because that would be too cool for the MCU. But it does have like the powered uh, strength and stuff. And so they have a fight, and eventually the Harlem decides that they want Luke Cage to be their hero, so he wins. And the, the ending is kind of weak, but it works. It's a weird, there's a bunch of weird things in here where things go downhill but work somehow. I'd say the only one of those that isn't true is Diamondback. 
So, um, yeah. What did you guys think of the story overall? Like, not just the writing and the directing, but the what would you have liked? We've talked about like what we'd like to see each character do, but in terms of the overall story, what would you have liked to see done different, or what did you really enjoy or dislike? Um, I would have liked to. I would have liked to. You know, you were touching base on it a little bit. I would have liked a, a little bit stronger ending. I felt like that that when Luke Cage found out that Diamondback was his his brother. I almost felt like, like if given the opportunity, uh, Luke would have just hugged him, <laughs> you know, and like, "You're my brother." I kind of felt like he felt that brotherly love there, and um, uh, and this Diamondback wasn't having having it. I, I guess for me, I wish I would have seen a little bit more, because uh, you know, those two were very good friends growing up. So it's not like they didn't know each other at all, and then they find out that they're they share a father. Um, they were very close. So I, I felt I wish it would have shown a a little bit. I wish they would have shown a little bit more human side of Diamondback for that love that he actually had for Luke Cage at one time. You know, he might not have it now, but I wish they would have showed that a little bit better. Yeah, yeah, that's the one thing. But I don't know if I just missed it. But I didn't quite get the whole reason as to why Diamondback framed him in the first place. Like, I guess it was a daddy issue thing, but I don't know that we really got to see a lot of the reasoning behind his motivation in the story. Well, I think that was some of the portrayal was like, it was just a little weak. Like I said, the the actor wasn't probably the best choice. And he tried to explain that like, you know, his mother got sidelined because Luke Cage's mom was the you know the preacher's wife, and they were together, and they had this happy family, and no one wanted to you know talk about the dirty side of things, and he just kind of got left in the cold while Luke got to be the golden boy. But overall, you're right; it didn't come across. It's not it's not something you missed. I don't think Rose. I think it didn't come across. It wasn't as well explained. Right. So, I mean that that kind of stuff happens sometimes, but there's never. It's not like. I don't feel like it's good enough motivation to have him just snap and decide to do something as bad as frame his half-brother for something terrible that would send him away to prison forever. So I was hoping there would be more of an explanation behind that, more of a, like maybe another episode with some background in it, or maybe even snuck in somewhere where we see maybe there was something that was the final straw that made him be like, I, I need, to, I, I can't stand this man, and I'm going to do something terrible to him. And I agree. I was because uh, my 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 thing, the thing that the thing that I liked was really the the depth of the characters we did get. Like only one character, in my opinion, didn't get the depth they needed, and a lot of the little characters, like that's something we haven't really talked about. But I said like Bobby Fish, Pops, Claire, Claire's mom, even like all these people have way more depth than yeah. normal people right. have in movies or series like they're not just side characters almost nobody all the little people that luke helped along the way when the mob started busting up stores and stealing collectibles and stuff and the yeah. girl with her dad's ring like you right. really got to know these people and that's part of what made harlem work was everyone there had a story had a place but mm-hmm. one of the the biggest drawbacks i think was that by doing that they had to start rushing a little bit yeah. And so we didn't get that, like that whole flashback scene where then it probably should have been two episodes between the, the prison and then the going to see the, uh, the, the doctor that created him. Like those probably should have been their own episodes 
and not put in other context. And I yeah. think if it was, I think if it was a series, a weekly series, that would have happened. That would have been the thing. And I also think that Luke getting shot or whatever, Kern probably should have been the the season break. You know. So it's weird. Right. Either that or the death of Cottonmouth, but the, just little things got rushed. And they all came to bear on Diamondback. It wasn't really his fault, but we didn't get his backstory. We didn't get Luke's family backstory. I would have liked to have seen a little bit more about his wife. I mean, Pop helped that, but it, mm-hmm. it still wasn't quite there because it starts off with him banging at the first episode. You know what I mean? Him and Misty hooking up. Yeah. And so it's like, wow, it's kind of hard to feel hard for this guy when the first time I saw him, he was banging Jessica Jones. And now he's banging a, a random club chick who's a cop. And then he hooks up with Claire. Like, I just didn't have a lot of sympathy for his loss and why he was motivated so bigly by it felt more like he was slighted by being framed than he was for, you know, what happened with what it cost him in the end, what happened with his wife and everything. Now he lost his family when he got out. Like, he got out, he got a family, he got a new start. So it wasn't, he shouldn't have been mad about that. But he seemed to be more upset that he went to prison than he did that his wife died. Right. And I think that and wasn't like, true, but I think the backstory just wasn't given. And I actually didn't really like the way that... So he finds out that his wife was actually in on the whole thing, the prisoner thing, and all of that. And that she was one of the people who was working with right, the, from the, the flash drive project from or whatever. The D, yeah. yeah. So in the end, like I feel like it's made obvious in the story that that's the way she was before. And then after falling in love with Luke Cage, she changed yeah. because she uh, she actually loved him and she helped him escape and she helped him hide and all that sort of stuff. And she was still with him even after the whole debacle, the whole thing. Um, but if, after he finds out that she was involved with it, he sees her more of like a traitor, I guess. And he's like, I'm not really in love with her anymore. It's fine. And I'm like, that's kind of a sad way to end it. Because it's very obvious that she changed because of him yeah. into a good person. So I was like, I don't, I didn't really like how that ended there. Like, I understand it was good that he got closure, but I was hoping it would have been a little bit different, I guess. Yeah, no, right. like, he could be like, you know, put it behind him or whatever, but I think he should have made the realization yeah. that you're talking about. But I think the wife thing just got swept over in general, and that has to yeah. do with some of yeah. that backstory, because that would have been a good point yeah. to show while Di- why why Diamondback was so angry about Luke always winning no matter what he does. I mean, yeah, he sent him to prison, thought he'd get fucked up, and then he ended up meeting this woman, escaping, becoming Power Man. Like, all right, but it just it there there was there was a missing portion, and it was Luke's story, but it affected the people that he ran into, and no one that he had a backstory with suffered from it if that backstory started in Harlem. So like pops fine, Cottonmouth fine, all that was fine, but it just didn't work with Diamondback because they didn't explore his history. Right. And, yeah. And that could have been that could have been done. There were there was there were there was things in there that could have been changed. I mean, you could have took shades out. He wasn't a bad character. He was just a weak character. I don't think. Yeah, I don't. I think he could have been totally removed with some slight adjustments to the story, and it wouldn't even have really affected anything. No, I mean, he had no he had no major purpose. He didn't have any center no. plot point except for that's Carl Lucas. I went to prison with well, him. And, and trying like, to and then, you know, trying to basically steer uh is it her name Mariah? Yeah. Trying to basically 
steer Mariah, you know, in that direction. That was the only thing that he was that basically he did at all, in my opinion, was was but try that, to steer those her. Those are both stupid because Mariah went that direction on her own, and right. Diamondback would have instantly recognized Luke Cage when he showed up. So when Cottonmouth right. died, yeah. he could have been like. And Mariah's like, haha, I'm taking over. He shows up and goes, no, you're not. I'm the boss. And then she's like, well, you got to deal with Luke Cage. And he's like, who the fuck is Luke Cage? And he looks out and goes, Carl Lucas. Like, he knows who I'm he Luke is. I'm Luke Cage, bitch. Yeah. But he, he just looks out and knows instantly who he is. So, like, right. Shades is pointless. But he's not bad. Yeah, it's not I like agree. he's bad. Like, this fine. He was in there. He did his job. He was well acted. But it was just... I, I, it could have been used to help the rest of the story that time that was given to him. So, I don't know. Uh, is what it is. Yeah. Overall, I'd still rate it like an 8.5 out of 10. Yeah, I agree. I liked it. Yeah, I, it was and, really good. And I'm anxious to see, you know, uh, not on pins and needles anxious, but I am anxious to see, you know, season two. So, whenever it comes out. So, not really on pins and needles, waiting on season two, you know, it's not like I'm going to just, you know, have this super, super excitement, like what I would be for other series that I, I enjoy watching, but I, I will watch season two. So I, I would be excited when it does come out to a, to a level. Yeah. I don't know if there's going to be a season two, or if they're going to go straight into the defenders. Hopefully he's in uh iron fist. So yeah, get some crossover action. Well, I mean, right, they're right. heroes for hire. I'd right? be okay with they're, that too. They're best friends and Misty Knight ends up with Danny Grant. So uh, I'm excited. Is that Iron Fist? Yeah. I don't know his name. Yeah, Danny Rand is Iron Fist. Sweet. So I'm I'm excited to start seeing stuff come out for that. And Luke Cage, I was worried because he's such a nuanced character, even in the comics. And he, he's had a big part in the universe at times. So seeing this and him coming out on top and them doing it so damn well really makes me think they can make Iron Fist work because Iron Fist has some better arcs to take off of. So I'm... One of the last things I want to at least mention Uh-oh. was something that we could all just laugh about oh, let's because laugh. it's ridiculous. It's like just ridiculous. The um, the fact that some people were angry that there were so many black people in this movie. Yeah, what? I, that was a thing. I talked about that <laughs> too. I didn't even hear this. I didn't even hear this. <laughs> yes, I mentioned this like a couple of weeks ago, briefly on that. Yeah, go ahead, Rose. I'm going to jump in yeah, on that as well. Apparently, people got mad that the that the casting was just mostly, and I think it was because they're like it's not very diverse. It's just black people. There's there's not a lot of other races in there. And I'm like, well, okay, but if you look at a couple things like the fact that most other shows are just mostly white people anyway. Yeah, Vampire uh, with Diaries a few is other full people's, of, you know, besides Cat right. Graham diversity, and and also it takes place in Harlem. There's a lot of black people in Harlem. I assume. Right. I mean, I, I, I'm basing that on the documentary Harlem Nights. So Well, and I had somebody brought that up on a post on Facebook, and I had responded to it in a similar fashion. And there, there, there was kind of like, you know, they were saying the same thing. So many people were questioning why there's so many black people, blah, blah, blah. And, and I was a smart ass on it, and I said, you know, I'm just going to go out on a limb and say because it's in Harlem with a question mark, and then I and then I state there's also a few white people, some brown people, some yellow people. It's yeah. a very diverse cast, and and so yeah. I was being a smartass, but it's, it's kind of the same thing. Is like 
you know, why is there so many French people in this film? Well, because it's based in Paris. I don't know. Um, I mean, well, it's, it's not the even same that. thing. It's like you said, I'm, I'm sitting here thinking, like, I don't think the cast was not diverse for being set in Harlem, of course. Yeah. But right. not only that, like you said, okay, we've got we got at least two Asian store owners. we got Puerto Rican right. kids mixing with the black kids in the deal. We we got white cops like i don't i don't know i don't know what they wanted like i'm confused yeah i don't know it's just some people just gonna mouth off i mean they, they yeah no that what is what you expect well i guess that's it like yeah. luke, luke cage you know obviously he's not he, i mean he ends up with just a spoiler alert he ends up with jessica jones he's i hate to pull this like my wife's black and my best friend's black but it's like yeah he ends up with Jessica Jones and his best friends with uh, Danny Rand, like I don't, I don't think he has problems. And right, I, and the like show, with diversity, yeah, and the show itself, okay. No, um, I mean, I don't know what, yeah, I didn't, I didn't understand that either. Tyler Perry, I don't, I don't know. There was I mean, that, also that's like, like saying this... how come there's so many black people in South Compton or South Central or whatever that that one movie was that came out. What was it? <laughs> Straight out of Compton. <laughs> why? Out of why Compton. is the NWA all black people? Someone tell me why. We yeah, can't get a white I mean, guy. why? Why is there so many black people in you know that? I mean, I don't. This this is the stupidest thing. I I don't know. That was just dumb. Whenever I saw that, you know. Those are those. Those are the same people that get mad that the aliens in Star Wars and Guardians of the Galaxy are aren't all white. They're like, oh, there's a black one. It's like they're all aliens. None of them are white, like you are, asshole. <laughs> yeah right also if like if our planet has people with several different skin colors on it i would imagine that other planets with like beings on them also have people with different yondu's skin colors. fucking blue but that's just my thought yondu the archer michael worker <laughs> he's he's goddamn merle is blue no one has a problem Merle's with that blue the all the like but people got problems with the black vulcans vin, yeah vin diesel's a goddamn tree <laughs> <laughs> fucking Freaking smurfs quit letting those coming blue over people. here taking our jobs yeah <laughs> who's gonna harvest the smurf berries now yeah little gnome hat wearing mofos i mean i also heard people complaining that they they thought that his uh origin story was a little too close to wolverines and i was like you don't okay I don't know. I didn't. Th- I didn't relate it to Wolverine well, you, at all. You want. You want. To, you want what the real answer is. They're right. You want to know why? Because they're. They're right. They're, because they're both offshoots of the original Captain America Super Soldier program. People trying yep. to replicate them, and that's what happened. Canada went with uh, Department H, I think, in the Weapon X program, and uh, America did what we do best and said we should get some prisoners to do this shit for free, and. That's the thing. It's similar because it's 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 supposed to be. I'm glad you caught on. Like it's one of those things where some people get upset about things. I'm like, did you did you read the comic? No, you're just upset. Oh, no. Okay. You don't know that. You don't understand that it's actually supposed to be very similar. Yeah. For several reasons. Yeah. There's the American and the Canadian version. I hate to tell them that Deadpool also comes from from the one of those. Is he from the Weapon X program, or is he from a different one? No, uh, it de- there's multiple origins. In one, he's there, and one, he's like this back alley kind of Luke Cage, same style, where he's a mercenary. Like gets... the like in the movie? Yeah. Where he goes in for cancer yeah, treatment? it depends on who's paying the bills, and if life feels like drawing. So, 
<laughs> so yeah. But that's it. That's it. We're done, right? Is that's anyone it. Yeah. anything else? I don't I don't I don't know. We're not gonna go down the rabbit hole of Logan because there's a new uh new one coming out. Well plenty of time to talk yeah, about Yeah, we it. can Deadpool's we can coming. save that for next time. We can talk about that later. Yeah. So I'm, yeah. I'm not You can look at my, my reaction video if you want. Your reaction video. I was what did you react yeah, to? I did a no one told me that they actually reacted. Logan. Oh, because I I'm glad. I'm I sorry. I, I kept telling people I'm like someone react to this. I can't. <laughs> I don't have the self discipline not to watch this shit. So someone else has to do it now. I did it, but I was totally wrong about who the little girl was because. Oh, who did you Logan think it was? was? Like, I thought it was Hope. Oh, because I no. Logan's like. All the X-Men are dead, and there's this little girl who's suddenly like you. And I was like, mutant, oh, she's Oh, that's because, yeah, I'm so sorry. Yeah, that's right, because you, you mentioned, I did hear this, because you said you didn't want, you haven't read uh, Old Man Logan, so you didn't know what no, was going on. No, I haven't. Yeah. But it's it's not, it's it's X-23, which does yeah, also which, I mean, is, <laughs> is the, uh, yeah. So watch it or not, I don't know, whatever. <laughs> also, if you... If you want to donate to my extra life, that's still going on for a little while. Got a week left before the next weekend, not this weekend, but next weekend. Or I guess by the time this podcast comes out, next the upcoming weekend is extra life. So going to be gaming for 12 hours straight. Woo! Oh, Woo! man. Wear a diaper. Yeah. I mean, that's good advice. <laughs> <sighs> Well, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna take bathroom breaks. Are you? Are you really? I mean, <laughs> and food breaks. Just take everything in the bathroom and set it up in the bathroom, and just put a nice one of those yeah. little like little oh cushy toilet seats that you can get like at Home Depot. That's got the That's little cushy the on there. Laptop gaming grows. I'm telling you, like, right? Oh my god! You take the just, yeah. Just unplug the Alienware and take it in there with you. And just, just, just just if you film yourself gaming, do it from like the chest up. <laughs> so that people can't tell that I'm right. using the bathroom. Right. <laughs> yep, yep. If you take breaks, you have to get like a yeah, technical difficulty thing. You know, like... Doo, 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 doo. Oh Put my gosh, up. yes. So that, you know. Please stand by. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I guess that's that's it. That's it. That's it. That is all she wrote. Yeah. We are done for the evening, I believe. Oh, yep. shit. Oh, never mind. Go ahead. Sorry. Yes, we're done. I just realized I made a mistake. That's all. Oh. Uh, no, because wep- uh, <laughs> nerd nerd alert on myself this time before Kern goes and fact checks me and I get a text. Uh, I was thinking, Depart- <laughs> I, can't, I said Department H. I said Department H did Weapon X. And I was like, wait a minute, Department H, Department H, that's fucking Alpha Flight. It's Puck. And I'm sitting here, I'm like, it's Department K because apparently they, they have an alphabet of departments in Canada. That was it. Oh. That was it. Before somebody angrily tweets. There you go. Fact yeah. check yourself. Fact check. Right, right. Nerd check. Yeah. Anyway. Very important. Is. Not really. It's so important. It's, uh, our bread and butter here is being factual and unbiased. Uh, the un- I think we're pretty good on the unbiased part. I don't we are. Kind of Except for last week. We we're kind of, in a gray we kind of, area. You weren't here to keep us in check. Factual. Things were said that cannot be unsaid. Yeah. Well, I guess that's not true. We could deny saying right. them, but let's not go down that tunnel again. Right, right, right. <laughs> um, <laughs> as always, we've been your host. You've been awesome. Yay! Do we want to list off the? Oh, we have to. We have to. We have to. Code forty-five. No, good one. Gear geek geek uh, yogurt. Yep. So wizard speak. Um. Sorry, I wore a wig all day, so (laughs) I have wig brain.
Is that a real thing? I don't know. Wig brain. It means I have a headache. Uh, <laughs> um, so we said all those. Uh, fans on patrol. Fans on patrol. Uh, I'll go again. Uh, Dork of all trades. You should definitely listen to that fantastic podcast that I may have been on this week. Ooh. Woo. Uh, Kern, you got you got one. Uh, um, I, I, I'm trying to remember everybody. This is terrible. I'm like the probably the worst one for this man. I can't remember everybody. I know I said Co 45 and So Wizard already. Um, no, you didn't say So Wizard. So you got one. So well, Wizard. Well, I thought I said Yay. So Wizard. No, you said in your brain you were being smart to yourself. No. A back issue. Let's see. Back issue. Yes. How many is that? How many have we said? Convo Comics cast. Yeah, and I'm at a loss for the rest. There's only like one or two more, right? Yep, yep. We said Dark Dark of All Trades. Yes, I right? did. Uh, it's okay, guys. You guys, you guys have got open all powers. Yes, open all powers. The British affiliate. Ha! Yay! <laughs> Is that everyone? I'm sitting here and now. Now I'm confused. You see what happens? Oh my god! <laughs> we should just let Desmond do the list next time and quit oh, trying no, to guess. Oh no, I like I like it. I like it that you guys do it because <laughs> it, it makes fun times. I think we actually got everyone because the last one's us, right? If not, we'll give you twelve. Yeah, we'll yeah. give you two of them. No, next we got time. so we got so Wizard Superhero Speed Geek Yogurt, uh, Combo Comics, Colt Forty Five, Fans on Patrol, The Back Issue, Open All Powers, and Dork of All Trades, and then us. That's it. Yay. Yay. So anyway, those are fine podcasts that you can catch wherever fine. You should listen to them. Fine podcasts are delivered to your phone or other mobile device. Maybe you use a computer because you're old. Listen to them there too. But not a Mac. Yeah. Enjoy it while it lasts because you're going to need to save some money for that uh, beautiful Surface Studio. It's beautiful. It is. Well, alrighty. <laughs> We're, Thanks I'm, for listening, guys. Yes, thank you. Check us out on Facebook and Twitter. <laughs> I'm Outskies. Out. Yeah, bye. Bye-bye. YOLO. <laughs> YOLO.